Thank you for listening to the Words and Nerds podcast. I'm your host, Danny B. From all of us in the writing community, we just think you're amazing because you put your heart and soul into everything you talk about on this amazing show. The podcast has over 50,000 listeners every month. I love coming on your show and I love talking about it. Oh my God, I finally get to speak about it. Talk about all the things that I've been with by myself for so long. I mean, you provide that opportunity to so many of us and, you know, always are an amazing host. We chat about books, the writing process, and how literature has the power to change the world. But most of all, we have real conversations and we have a laugh. I'm feeling sick. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for being here and sharing the journey. Welcome to the Words and Nerds podcast, where we bring you literary goodness straight to your ears. Today, I'm joined by a very special host. I am just the mere co-host today, Adrian J. Beck. We can be joint. We can be joint hosts. We can be a duo tonight. Oh, wait! I introduced you incorrectly. I'd just like to introduce my friend, illustrator and author, Adrian J. Beck. <laughs> Thank you. That is in my contract, and I was going to have words with Danny's people afterwards, but I don't have to now because she updated it. <laughs> So that's fantastic. Hey, this is a very special episode. When you told me you were interviewing these two, these two ragamuffins, I said, I'm in. You did. Say no more, Danny. Didn't ask, just barged your way in, which is <laughs> what I just love about you so much. That's right. I'm a real <laughs> barger. Uh, well, let's get to them. We are talking about a fantastic new junior fiction series called Crossbones, and I'm going to introduce one half of the duo behind them. Jack Henselite is a children's author from Ballarat, Victoria. He likes reading, he likes writing and playing board games, and has two very friendly cats named Teddy and Tippy. Jack wrote the hugely popular children's series, The Witching Hours. Jack, welcome to Words and Nerds. Thank you so much. Teddy Teddy and Tippy are wandering around in the background somewhere, and I'm just hoping they don't cause a massive disturbance while I'm on the air with you. I'm if hoping they cats, do. They will. <laughs> yeah. Cats always come onto the podcast and ruin everything. I want to hear some sort of meow or something at some point. <laughs> yeah, I, think, I think our next guest has two cats of their own, so there's a lot of potential for cats to Wow. Recording. This is great. We can have cat versus cat in different households. <laughs> now, I will try and make your bio uh, sound less like we're on Perfect Match like Adrian did, uh, but today we welcome Chris Kennett. Chris has been drawing ever since he could hold a pencil and has been creating quirky characters for over 20 years. Does sound a bit perfect, match. <laughs> Chris is best known for The School of Monsters, which is awesome and one of my daughter's favourite books. Oh, yes. And the Nerd Herd series, which is equally as awesome and for having an excellent beard. I That's right, Danny. That's correct. He does have a wonderful beard. So, so let me just let me just um, throw something in here. I you trust Adrian. To. I don't know why. <laughs> And he said, shall I send you something beforehand? I'm like, no, no, I totally trust you. Just send me the bio. And that was literally the first time I read it because I trust him so much. But it is a great beard. I'm not denying that. Absolutely. Welcome, Chris, and to your beard as well. (laughs) Thank you. And my beard thanks you. Awesome. (laughs) Together, these two have created the hilarious and high-stakes pirate adventure junior fiction series called Crossbones. Ahoy there, my hearties. Congratulations. How does it feel to have it out in the world? It's so exciting. It was um, it's it started as a lockdown project. So this is like March 2020 when oh, yeah. the world was a bit scary. I was sending myself off on this silly pirate adventure, and so it's so exciting that two years later the world's a bit happier and everyone can go on this crazy journey as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. A lockdown project. Mm. So what drew you to pirates in lockdown? Did you just want to get out of the house and get onto the high seas? Sail the seas. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Something like that. Ballarat's got this lovely big lake in the middle of it. And I was walking that every day and watching the waves hit the shore. And I was like, pirates. I think there's something in pirates. Like in this age of lockdown where we can't go anywhere, you know, that sense of high seas adventure is what I want to be doing in my head. And then dog pirates. Like, yeah, dog pirates. It's, it, I, I know that I don't know if the Genesis is very interesting to talk about, but I can, I can talk you through every step. Genesis, <laughs> I love Genesis. I love all the hits. Fantastic. <laughs> it started off as uh, it was going to be a separate series completely with pirates as the bad guys. They were going to be the, the antagonists, but they were just by far the thing I found myself most interested in. Ah. So then suddenly they sort of stepped into the spotlight and they became the heroes and they were humans at that stage. Um, and then there's that lovely historical fact that ships used to have a cat on them, like back in the days of, ah. of what was it called, tall ship sailing, because they needed a cat to get rid of any vermin that might sneak aboard. So I thought, mm. oh, that would be quite funny. It could be an entire ship of ship's cats. And you got to be careful how you say that, Jack. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep, a bit of a tongue twister. <laughs> but then I thought, oh, no, what would actually be funnier is there's this lovely piratical tradition of women sneaking on board ships, disguising themselves as men. So what this needs to be is a ship of dogs where a cat has slipped aboard and is wearing a disguise. And so it had this bit of parallel. Yeah, this actual Mm. parallel with what did actually happen in the golden age of piracy. Now, did you just say piratical? Yes, I think that is. the best word ever. (laughs) I think that is a valid adjective if something is related to piracy. I'm going to use that in every sentence tomorrow (laughs) at work and just see if anyone Uh, notices. It's going to be really (laughs) irrelevant at times, but great. (laughs) Probably most of the day, to be honest. (laughs) Hey, well, the good thing about um, you talking about cats and dogs there, Jack, is that I've been working on a little bit of an animal-based personality test that we're going to get to by the end of this episode. So it's really going to put you two under the pump here and find out some dark truths about one Chris Mm. Kennett and Jack Henslight. (laughs) I will never understand your brain, Adrian, and where your ideas come from. No. It's a mystery. Well, speaking of incredible ideas. um, And interesting brains. (laughs) And interesting brains. I've got a question. (laughs) I had a question for all of you, okay? <laughs> I was I was really tickled by the, the island of incredible smells in the book because uh, our, our heroes find themselves at the island of incredible smells. And that led me to wonder, naturally, <laughs> uh, what's your favourite smell? Oh, wow. This, is, this could if, get dark. Because I believe that they all smelt something that they liked specifically. Is that right, Jack? Is that how it works on the island of smells? Yeah, you, you smell something that would potentially lure you into such a state of stupor that um, the island can sort of hold you there for as long as it wants. Oh, wow. Kind of like kind of like an evil version of that um, Harry Potter Felis, no, Felis Felicis potion or is it the love potion? Probably riffing on one of J.K. Rowling's ideas there. But yes, mm. one of the, the whatever the best smell for you would be, that's what the island smells like. I'm scared to hear Adrian's answer, but anyway. Well, I want to hear Jack's because I'm sure he would have thought about it. He would, when he's writing it, he's thinking, "Oh, this is a lovely little aroma of what? <laughs> I'd never considered that this question might be posed to me. When I'm writing, I'm in the head of these bizarre dog characters. You never like, thought oh. when talking about your book you'd be asked about your favourite smell? What's wrong with you? <laughs> I know. <laughs> what is wrong with me? It would have to be. What's immediately coming to mind is we, yes. we talked about my lovely cat, Teddy. I really love burying my face like in his fur and just going, oh, that's a lovely smell. Okay. Cat fur. That's unexpected. 
because he's a very clean boy so he's there's a lovely smell yeah. otherwise whenever i'm out whenever i was out walking the lake during lockdown and even today um i love going past any garden that's growing rosemary and i just mm. cannot resist grabbing a little sprig and crushing it and that right. just adds something to my walk every time so wow. i love fresh rosemary so if you rosemary. live near Jack and you grow rosemary, he's stealing it every day. Yeah, yeah I'm so sorry. There's definitely <laughs> one house that gets very heavily targeted. What you need to do, Jack, is you need to take your cat to the rosemary bush and just roll around in the bush for a while. You'd be in heaven. <laughs> Kill two birds with one stone. <laughs> That's fantastic. I thought you were going to say, when you said uh, walking past the garden, I thought you were going to say cut grass. I don't mind the Ooh. smell of cut, freshly cut yeah, grass. That is a popular okay, one. That's weird. Yeah. Thank oh, you. it's popular. Sorry, I thought it was weird. <laughs> Um, now, Chris, we've got grass. Okay, this is turning down a really weird, a weird lane here because we've got yeah. random rosemary from gardens. We've got yeah. sticking your face in your cat's stomach. Yeah. You've got freshly cut grass. Chris, are you normal or are you one of them? I think I'm. I think I'm relatively normal. Like you think you know a person, and then they they really right. admit that they they bury their face in cats and and <laughs> and freshly mown lawns like what weirdos. Yeah. I, I, I don't mind. Small. I don't mind cut grass. That that is. There you go. Okay. Yeah. I'm out, everyone. I'll see you later. <laughs> everyone loves it. cut grass at Danny. She it just makes doesn't me, doing the mowing. I've got the worst hay fever. So cut grass? No, I'm not not into it. Yeah, it just makes me run. sneeze. But is that your number <laughs> one, Chris? No, I think my number one is. Um, it's a very specific smell from <laughs> from back home in England. It's not. It's not. It's very generic, actually. But it's very specific to a yeah. time in my life. Yeah. Well, we'd be walking down the cold little cobbly streets uh, in Canterbury where I grew up and the smell of uh, this particular fish and chip shop with um, heaps and heaps of vinegar Ooh, and you yeah. can smell the vinegar oh, in the air yes. and you could smell the hot oil and the chips and the, you would buy them in little cones and that was what you would buy to, you know, warm yourself up. And Ooh, uh, yes. so it's it's that smell. If I, if I were to smell that hot chips and vinegar, mm. that would whisk me back. Yes. I love that because smells can be memories too. They, you know, they take you right back to that time when you were rubbing your face in your cat's fur. <laughs> That's right. Well, I was like, what can we have a go at Chris here? I was, loving where, I was loving where that was going. The smell of like fresh fish sizzling on the grill. That does sound lovely. You really focused on vinegar. That's not a nice smell. That's a horrible smell. Vinegar? Oh, I like vinegar. the smell of vinegar. Vinegar's great. Oh, it's no, like the no. 80s all over. It does sort of oh, play on the like the nostril a bit, though, doesn't it? The, the, the yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, don't, I don't disagree with that. <laughs> what about a cat covered in vinegar? Ooh, now you're talking. <laughs> now you're talking. <laughs> hey, Danny, what about your favourite? If you were attracted to the island of smells, what smell would become wafting your way? It's do you all think? about food for me. <laughs> like all I can think about is food. I can't think about grass or cats or anything. It's just all about food. So. I'm sorry to the vegetarians, but it, every time I smell bacon, I feel my little ears oh. prick up, my little nose twitching, and I just have to follow that smell of bacon. <laughs> I love it. It's like Bugs Bunny. When Bugs Bunny smells something, he sort of levitates. And yeah, sort of... yeah, that's how I feel. Like, where's the bacon? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, well, well, look, that's obvious. That part of the book has obviously inspired us, Jack, and it inspires a lot of conversation between me and my daughter as well. Uh, she likes the smell of melting chocolate. So, oh. Uh, that's yeah, hard to as well. So that's, that's what she would have smelled. Yeah, you know what's weird? I love the smell of coffee. I've never drunk coffee and I don't like the taste of it. But the smell, I love the smell of it. Is that weird? It's mm. usual. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just move on. Yes, shall we? Look, um, 
I loved. I could talk about smells for the whole episode, yeah. but um, what's your I'm, smell? My smell. I, I, yeah. Look, I didn't. I think I do like the. Um, I do like coffee as well. To be honest, I do like the smell of coffee. Would you drink it as well? Yeah, I inhale it. So <laughs> yeah, I. <laughs> I might have a few issues to be honest, but um, I do like. I do like the smell of coffee. Um, yeah, that's it's nice. Great smell, especially when it's like coffee beans being. Mushed. I don't know the proper terminology. <laughs> Ground, <laughs> I think it is, isn't it? Is that what it is? Mushed. I believe no. it's ground. Yeah, it could be mushed. I don't know. Hey, <laughs> I, I'm 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 hesitant to move on from smells, but I will. Um, look, this book is fantastic. This book, like last year, my standout junior fiction book. One of them was um, Worst Week Ever. This year, I reckon this has got it made this is the book that everyone is going to be picking up all the kids are going to be loving it just ticks all the boxes doesn't it, Danny? it does i'm addicted to picking this book up right so this is behind me in my desk and i'm always gravitating to it because i love the little cutout at the front it's literally my favorite thing ever and i've been playing with it ever since we started the interview but i just love it so much i think it's so special and so beautiful and kids love it and I wanted to ask you, Chris, about the illustrations. I know, you know, you don't do the cover um, so much. I mean, shout out to Hannah, who is an amazing, you know, cover designer, obviously, mm. this book. But I wanted to ask you, because the illustrations, they're so detailed. There's so many of them. Um, some of them take up entire double pages. I want to know about this work, how long it took, the pain, the pleasure points of it. <laughs> Tell me everything. There's a fine line between pleasure and pain. I just coined that <laughs> there, term. There is a, Thank there you, Divinals. Yes. <laughs> and uh, the line was pushed very hard on this book. <laughs> I know I've um, I've spoken about this with Jack. Look, it's it's um, it was a lot of work. Like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. It's probably the most work I've done on a on a series ever. Mm. I think. Mm. Um, but I think it the the story demanded it. Like and and reading Jack's manuscript and Jack's copious illustrator notes as well, which were fantastic, I should say. Um, there is a, there's always a bit of a debate with author illustrators, mm. authors and illustrators about how many um, notes you need to put into um, into a manuscript for the illustrator. And I have said in the past that, you know, leave, let the illustrator be, let, let them do what they ha have to do. Um, but in this case, um, Jack's ideas were so pivotal to how the book needed to be um, presented that I really needed that that sort of guiding voice to to hold my hand, if you like, and and just get me through not only like the two hundred plus pages that they're in there. So that that automatically took a lot of the guesswork away from uh, from having to do it because it could you know end up being a four or five. Um, email conversation for every single element wow. you know, that, that pops up and and what Jack rightly did was let me know what was important um, what the characters needed to be doing or showing background elements because it all sort of plays into the to the overarching story um so yeah so I I, I really appreciated that and and that helped um with the the actual time frame of it as well it meant I, that i wasn't going back and forth and we weren't having unnecessary conversations that could be solved uh you know with a with a simple um answer and mm. it was already it was all there 
Well, I think what's great about it, uh, and I think this has been mentioned in some of the um, some of the earlier reviews, is that it feels cinematic. It feels like like a Pixar movie or something like that. And so much of the storytelling is conveyed through the visuals. So it's interesting you say that that uh, you know Jack was a tyrant and he was such a boss, <laughs> really bossy about it, Chris. Uh, you know, I'm paraphrasing yes. a touch, but um, <laughs> it's interesting you say that because so much of it is carried by the visuals. So um, how did it actually work? So you got the you got the the actual text from the book mm. and then you got what a, an, a, another page worth of notes for every illustration or how did, how did that process work with you two um yeah. would you wanna yeah every every the page notes? has the text that's set out that i want like to be printed like on the page and then underneath every single set of black text there was some text in like a gray color which was the illustration brief so every single paragraph of actual text came with a little smaller brief on what should be accompanying that text. And I, I didn't, I'd never written a book like this before. I didn't necessarily know how it would work or that there were people like Chris out there saying, we don't want your notes. So it's <laughs> 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 scary to hear that in hindsight. But I think the promise of this new genre that's kind of emerged in the last 20 years, this, I don't know what, what name we've decided to call it, this heavily illustrated junior fiction, the promise is that it's going to be this perfect integration of the pictures and words. Like it's it's going to um, work together seamlessly. And I always wanted it to be the case that the pictures wouldn't just be there as a complement to the text, mm. but there would actually be times where the pictures would be telling the story. The text would step all the way back. And if you weren't looking at those pictures, you wouldn't be able to be following what was happening. And so, yeah, there, there are some of the pages in the book that just say no text, but here's everything that has to be conveyed in the illustration. And I, and I wrote it also very extensively because I had no idea who I was going to be matched up with for the project. I wrote it in isolation. My publishers didn't know I was working on it. And I just sent it off one day. Um, and in the email said, I imagine this drawn in the style of James Hart or Chris Kennett. <laughs> and so <laughs> and that, that ended up, I couldn't believe, can't, still can't believe it in a way, but that ended up happening. And so... Yeah. All those extensive notes got passed on to poor Chris. Yeah. <laughs> James Clark, James Hart clearly too expensive. I'd take it. Or, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, obviously we we love Chris, and we um I can't imagine this being done by anyone else because it's just got so much of Chris's hilarious personality and all the characters and all their expressions. It's just it just comes to life as you're mm. reading it, and um it's I, I'm just blown away by the actual not only the story and the characters but the actual whole package. I think you've yeah. just You've absolutely nailed it, I reckon, guys. Yeah, Chris, I agree. Thank you. Chris is also way too generous with saying that all everything on the page was in the illustration notes because absolutely, when they come back, there is this brand new layer of creativity and intrigue on the page that I couldn't have even imagined. Like we have this one character who's got these enormous pair of teeth. It's it's a, it's a beaver, so there's a big pair of teeth. And when it, when the illustration came back from Chris, there's a bullet hole through the teeth as if this guy's <laughs> been involved in a firefight already. And it's, it's just brilliant. Oh, I thank love you. that. There's a, also with the beavers, I don't know if you picked up, occasionally there's a little bite marks in the in the ship. So oh. sort of in the background. So I, always, I often thought, you know, if you've got a, a wooden ship full of beavers, mm. they're going to have a little cheeky nibble every now and then. <laughs> of course they are. <laughs> <laughs> now, I reckon, I actually reckon in talking about all these illustrations and how we're getting text working with illustrations so perfectly, I reckon we're almost, we're in a bit of a golden age of of these junior fiction titles that are coming out in Australia. Um, why do you think, maybe, Chris, you might have a theory on this, I'm not sure, but why do you think in Australia in particular, we seem to be bringing out all these, all these terrific new junior fiction series with heavily integrated illustrations that are just being sent all around the world. What, what's happening right now? Are we sort of pioneers down under? 
I think I hope so. I think that's <laughs> that's a really good you know um, badge of honor to have that that we're sort of setting out and doing this stuff. And just, but just from a personal point of view, these are the books that I would have wanted mm. and was craving for as a as a kid growing up being classed as a reluctant reader i was reading comics and things like that that weren't sort of technically classed as books um there there was always a like a a running joke in the in all of the school magazines and things like that that they would be holding up you know really serious um literary books and they're like inside they'd be reading like the the (laughs) comics you know inside the pages and it, so it was a naughty thing, like, and like you weren't supposed to be doing that, and it didn't really count. And now, as we're growing up, and you know, and as as I'm growing up, and now in a position to be able to create the the work that I would have wanted, and I think that's probably true for all the illustrators and authors out there that um, that they're creating things that are filling a gap that didn't exist when they were young. Mm. Yeah, and I don't think it's just for those reluctant readers as well. I think it's just for kids that love books as well because it's a different experience, mm-hmm. you know. And I know I read multiple books at once depending on the mood that I'm in, and I think, you know, kids have that choice now, you know. Like, and who doesn't want to pick up a book, like you say, that's so cinematic and it's funny and I love, you know, because you've got your humorous text, Jack, and then you've got, you know, the, the added layer of the humorous of illustrations and you get that double whammy of humor like why wouldn't you want to pick this up you know like yeah. it's so awesome mm. to, to adrian's question i think i think the genre well, sorry the the medium kind of started with dav pilkey's captain underpants which mm. came out in the 90s and i just think i think that's a masterpiece of junior fiction like it's just it's so entertaining it's so brilliant he he does the perfect integration of words and text as he's doing it all himself but I almost think that yes, Adrian has a. I copy. just picked it up. I just happened to have it on my shelf right behind me because <laughs> yeah, I've I been reading it's... it since the nineties. Yes, I, I, I was. At you still haven't finished. That, and I, it just—it's just a perfect kid lit book. But the the but that's coming is I think it was almost too influential in a way. I think not only did it start this new medium, but a lot of people when they also started doing those heavily illustrated books. They took something of the content as well. So we had a whole lot of stories about a kid in a school whose big passion is drawing, because that, that was the Harold and the, the, two, the two boys. Or you went the other way and you had the toilets and the farts. And just because, just because Captain Underpants was so influential. And I do think Australian creators should get massive credit for being some of the first to release books in this medium, but break free of those storytelling archetypes in a way. Like really early on, there was... Joshua Wright, who did his um, plotless, pointless, pathetic books about this egotistical knight, which was super entertaining. And then obviously in recent, more recent years, there's The Bad Guys, which is like doing this medium, but, but as a Tarantino film, with yes, movies, which is just exactly. bizarre. It is, isn't and it? <laughs> just incredible. And then the, the Real Pigeons guys doing detective fiction and um, Nerd Herd by uh, our... Some Nathan, guy, Nathan Luff, and some, some, some dude. guy, some guy. Some so all these books coming out and expanding what you can do in this form, I think, is really exciting. And so our contribution is a big adventure story. I, I love mm. high seas adventure, and yeah, that's. I think that was not in the space until now. Hopefully, mm-hmm. mm, no, Brilliant. I think it's really exciting, and I think, and you guys are uh, another worthy contributor to this fantastic uh, movement because it is. It just comes together so well. Hey, and speaking of the adventure that they're on. What can we expect from these pirate dogs? Like, where are they headed? What's their what? Uh, what's next? Are we going on more adventures? Are we uh, sailing oh, the seven seas? I just want to say, 
on the piratical tail, yes, what's going piratical. to happen next? <laughs> I, I definitely subscribe to the sort of Hollywood philosophy that a sequel, when you're doing a sequel, you need to do the first thing again, but even bigger and more mm, exciting mm, than absolutely. the first one. Mm, that's right. So uh, mm. in, in the upcoming second book in this series, we're going to see another grand pirate adventure for an even bigger treasure than before. Oh, so, it's mm. exciting. A piratical treasure. See, it's working. <laughs> see how it's, I'm just slipping it in and no one's noticing. It's totally working. <laughs> yeah, it's totally working fine. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, that's great. We're so excited about this series. Um, but uh, I thought it might be fun <gasps> because uh, I know that you both have cats. Uh, I've spent a lot of time with Chris mentoring me, drawing a lot of cats recently. So I've got cats on the brain. And you guys have written <laughs> this fun, wonderful dog book. So I thought I, I, I've got some, I've downloaded some software on my computer. And it, oh. <laughs> it's, just, it's amazing software. It's cutting edge sort of stuff. Um, it will tell you if you are a dog person or a cat person. Right. So I thought we might put these, all we've got to do is ask these two guys two questions. And mm -hmm. based on their responses, we can find out if they are officially a cat person or a dog person. Jack wow. and Chris, are you kind of ready for this or is this going to be revealing too much to the listeners? No, I'm ready to bear my soul. <laughs> okay. Cat or dog person. He's ready Let's to bury soul people. Okay, so we're going to bear our souls. Yeah. <laughs> Danny's recently got some amazing sponsorship for this podcast, uh, and so she's spent all that money on a on a on a band that have put together. Oh, a, right. A I'm like, opening, what are you talking about? Opening tune for this. So uh, <laughs> let's see uh, the opening tune that Danny's uh, commissioned with her sponsorship right. money uh, for this little. Uh, personality test. Adrian lies about that. Ahoy there! Are you a dog person? Or do you know for certain? Or do you know for certain if you're a dog or cat person? Oh, matey! Hmm, money well spent, Danny. Okay, That's funny. sorry. That sort of sounds a bit like you, Adrian. No, I've got nothing to do with it. So, well, are you Can you just say ahoy for me? <laughs> I'd never say that. Are you a dog <laughs> or cat person? And do you know for certain if you're a dog or cat person? Okay, so so here are the questions. We might go with Jack first, I think, right. because, mm -hmm. because Chris is already sweating and I'd like We're to... all just so intrigued about just, what you're going to ask. I just like to make uh, Chris really feel like he's under the pump here. Okay, so Jack's two questions. We need to get the results to this and then the result, the answers will be fed into the software that I've got here and we'll find out for sure. Jack's two questions. Which of these two options best describes your approach to naps? A, I love naps and would happily take one anytime, anywhere. In fact, I'm half asleep now. Yawn. Or <laughs> B, I'm too busy for naps. There's so much to do. A or B. Is this a you an Adrian person or a dog person? <laughs> <laughs> My answer to that, I wish I was a more productive person. I really do, but I'm 100% A for that. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Napper. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, one more question for Jack and then we get the result. Which of these two options best describes your approach to parties? A. I'm not sure if I'll go. Maybe. If I do, I'll keep a low profile. I'll just take it as it comes. Or B, I can't wait to get there. I want to catch up with everyone. I want to sniff their bums. <laughs> I don't know how they got in there. I don't know. This is the software. This is not me. This is the software. So which one of those two would you go for, Jack? 
Oh, one of those was definitely like it's one of those things where you're trying to guess your Hogwarts house, isn't it? One of those right, is definitely yeah. leading me down a certain path. But again, <laughs> the the answer is A. I, I, I'm very much a maybe. When I get an invite to something, I will definitely okay. suss out if I think there's interesting. Yeah, interesting. Okay. For me or not. We've got uh, we've got two A's. Let me input that into the computer and let's uh, let's hear the result. Jack is a dog person. <laughs> wow. So you can't. That's you can't, totally wrong. You can't tell. You can't tell yeah, what's going to happen to you. That's totally wrong, Adrian. The dog's really excited. But sometimes, you know, when you do those personality tests and, you know, you've got to go to a new job and you think that they're tricking you and you're trying to pretend yeah. that you're not as weird as you are and so you, <laughs> you sort of second guess the answers and all that sort of stuff. This is kind of like this that. Is this I'm is broken. I'm wondering if we spent too much money on the theme song and not enough on the technology. <laughs> we did spend a lot of money on the theme song. <laughs> That's true. Okay. and now Cost me a Kit Kat. When <laughs> we found out that Jack is a dog person, even though he owns cats, weird. No, true. It's wrong. It's right. It's wrong. Yeah, listen. This is the software. This is this. Is, there's a lot of technology you're not taking into consideration. Okay, Chris has two questions. Okay, which okay. of these two options best describes your approach to food? A. Mm. I'm a little fussy when it comes to mealtime, and I never overindulge. Or B. Gimme, 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 yum, yum, yum. <laughs> <laughs> Which would it be there, Chris? A little, a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B, I oh, think. Oh, interesting. Um, but look, I think my sensible side would would kick in, and I'll go. I would go A. Wow. Okay, interesting. Okay, I'm a little fussy when it comes to mealtime. Okay, very oh, good. Actually, no, I forgot that bit. I was I was more focused on the yummy, yummy. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Gimme, okay. gimme. This is answer. like a high-tech psychological test here. He's, so he's is, trying to outthink the yeah. software, but the software is too smart for us all. It's AI, is it? man. Is it? Um, all right. Which, well, I'm not that fussy, but I'm not, I'm not that exuberant either. Right. Well, fantastic. A really a clear answer to that one <laughs> that uh, we can interpret well. Okay, now the second question here, uh, the second of two questions. Which of these two options best describes your approach to cleanliness? <laughs> a. Look, I live in a bit of a mess, but I kind of know where everything is. Works for me. Or B, cleanliness is next to godliness. I like to keep myself spotless. I often lick myself. I often, <laughs> I often lick myself. Like, yeah, you, 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 you know what I said. Okay. So. I know what I'm using for the promo now. <laughs> so so I, I, needed, I needed to have a better look at this software. Um, Adrian saying I lick myself. Chris, cleanliness, A or B for that one there? <laughs> well, um, up until the last sentence, I was I was I was definitely in the B column. Right, yes. Yeah, I like I like to keep a, a, a tidy ship. Yes. Okay. So we've got a B for that answer. <laughs> let me it. let me move on to the uh the, the software for your result. Okay. Is Chris yep. a dog person or a cat person? Here we go. <laughs> wow. Well, there wow. you go. We've got Jack, who wrote a book about dogs, ends up being a dog person, and Chris, wow. who has cats, ends up being a cat person. There you go. Wow. 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 That was.
entire you text. Have, you would <laughs> not. The app doesn't lie. No, it Did doesn't NASA lie. create that text? <laughs> yeah, I think I so. Think it's I think too high tech for NASA. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Um, and because we're contractually obliged, because we paid for them, uh, just, to, just to finish off uh, that little uh, part of the show, uh, here's that theme song one more time. Excellent. Ahoy there! Are you a dog person? Or do you know for certain? Or do you know for certain if you're a dog or cat person? Oh, matey! Well, I think we know for certain now, don't we? Uh, if Countdown was a thing, that song would be like number one for <laughs> yeah, you yourself for a favor. weeks. Molly Meldrum would be there. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So we should ask these dog people and cat people, we should ask them that very famous question that you always ask, Denny. I'm sorry, I can't stop laughing. I needed to mute myself because I just, <laughs> once you said I leave myself, I just, I, I could no longer function. So well, look, I, I mean, that's the software. That's the I software. I will do my best. <laughs> Jack, why do you write? I'll just mute myself while you <laughs> Why do I write? I think ever since kindergarten even it's the job i was most impressed with i like i loved reading i loved the journeys that these authors were taking me on and i was so just just impressed and um envious of the people who could who could do this thing and so from about that age i started practicing and trying to do it it's the thing i wanted to do most and so I'm I'm so I feel so lucky and honoured that I get to send a book about silly pirate dogs out into the world and take another generation on a silly pirate adventure. That is why I write. Not a great. I, I love it. I love it. Yeah. So and, are we. We're yep. happy too. Yeah. Now, Chris, why do you create, illustrate? The, and Chris writes too because you've just written the um, the thanks, mum. Yes. Mom. Oh, yeah, how much mom. did I love that book? Oh my yeah. god, oh, I thanks, loved it. Danny. Okay. We're, why do you write, illustrate, create any more slashes? I've forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> and love cats so much. Animate. Animate. Yeah, look, and I think it's piratical. In a piratical, <laughs> seamless frenzy. <laughs> I, it's a really similar answer to to Jack's in it, and it's that that's what really um, sparked my imagination um, growing up. It was reading those comics wanting to be i wanted to be a comic artist and the and i should point out these are these are like um strip comics not sort of um action hero comics so mm. i would read lots of things like um the beano and the dandy and um which i think you can you can buy here and they were available here but there was a whole raft there was about a dozen like two dozen different comics and i would i would buy and read them all and that's what i wanted to do and so i was writing creating my own characters all through primary school, all the way through high school, and um, until I, I managed to find a way to to turn that into, uh, you know, a paying paying job. There were lots of um, diversions along the way, but that that was really where I wanted to head. And um, yeah, create those things that would, as we touched on before, that would inspire those kids. Um, now, who were like mm. me, who were like seeking and searching for these stories and these these visual um, feasts. I Absolutely. love it, yeah, Adrian. Fantastic. Why do you nap so much? <laughs> because <laughs> because I'm a cat person. <laughs> I don't need the software. I know. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Well, congratulations again, guys. We love this book, don't we, Danny? Yeah, love it. I love it. 
absolutely love it. Thank you so Thank much you. for spending some time with us, writing this amazing book that all the kids are just starting to find out because it's only just come out, but they're loving it. Mm. And um, also thanks for finding out about your personalities and uh, sharing mm. that with the world. Um, Hopefully that won't scare you off from coming on again one day. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'd love to. And and now that you've invested in the technology, I'm looking forward to listening to everyone get tested. On <laughs> that's right. Yes, that's right. All well, of a sudden, my emails have dried up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, guys. Congratulations again on Crossbones. We love it. Love it. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.